Will a corporation's ethical response to a poisoning tragedy pay off in the end? I'm Joe Fulton. Death cap mushrooms. Fun for the whole family? I'm Kevin Leeson. Household cleaners. The perfect pirate juice? I'm Torn Atkinson, here on Caustic Soda. Tonight's episode is poison, gentlemen. Okay, Torrent, actually, I have done a lot of research on this. I'm ready to go. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Uh, poison is an American glam metal band. Uh, they achieved success in the late 1980s and early 1990s. To oh. date, they've sold 14.5 uh. million records in the United States alone. Uh-huh. That's, that's poison to my ears. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about full body poison. <laughs> well, the kind of poison. Depends on how well, they loud you turn it up. Amazing hair. They yeah, did. That's, uh, poison for my soul uh but do we have any follow-ups from uh our previous torn i i have a follow-up to uh the cannibal episode was that what episode was that that was last episode that was last episode, last episode. Oh, <laughs> i get so confused it's been <laughs> so one, it's one week between episodes it's hard to remember from one episode to the next yeah they go up every week on monday mornings that's right on caustic and itunes Feel free to rate us on iTunes. But what's the follow-up? My brother Mike, actually, the uh, our great technical director, the man who makes uh, this all possible from a technical perspective. That's why you can hear me saying this sentence right now. Absolutely. It's all because of uh, my brother Mike. He, uh, he actually forwarded to me a link to a song called Timothy. Timothy was a song recorded by, uh, I believe it was pronounced The Boys, spelt like Bowie. Boy, boo boy, like in the water. Uh, yeah. And I think the song was from like 1971, and it was about a bunch of miners that uh, got caught in a cave in, and three miners went in, and two miners came out with big bloated bellies, with large bloated <laughs> bellies. And there was some, uh, there was a line in it, something about Timothy, where did you go? Oh, oh. Timothy was enjoyed by all. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, you can uh, feel free, everybody, check that out. The uh, Timothy by the Boys. And if you haven't listened to our Cannibal episode, it's gruesome. You'll love it. <laughs> Definitely lots I feel of... actually a little queasy. That's the, that's, yeah. that's the only one. Yeah. Really? I kind of felt like, uh that's, that's the first one since uh, Parasites, Parasites for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Parasites I didn't like, but I, my response to cannibalism was was worse. You yeah. Well, you maybe, but you actually turned green during Parasites. I witnessed yeah. a, a, a change in hue, and you uh, you didn't have that same effect during uh, cannibalism. What's the pinup for this episode? Pinup for this episode is Mr. Yuck. I remember Mr. Yuck. Uh, yeah, is so he do still, I. Is he still... It's still is being still relevant. <laughs> is he still relevant? Is there still, still poison in today's uh, <laughs> well, cleaning, cleaning materials? Hey, well, it's not whether or not there's poison. It's whether or not we warn people that about there's poison. poison. Actually, Mr. Yuck, Yuck isn't, so, isn't exactly about warning people. He's about warning children. Yeah. Uh, the reason they came up with Mr. Yuck was because uh, the skull and crossbones that they normally use to designate... Yeah, uh, like, oh, pirates. There's pirates in this right. bottle. And that's exactly <laughs> it. Oh, you make that joke, but kids saw it and, and they were worried that kids would think it was pirates and pirates were cool and yeah. so that they would so ingest it. So they drink and they'll become a pirate. Right, yeah, exactly. I, so instead they made the Mr. Yuck, which is a great, simple little graphic yeah. display of, ugh, you don't who want knew, this. Who knew industrial cleaners would create pirates? <laughs> I, at least, you know what, if you drank one of those, I'm sure you'd be going, arr, and limping <laughs> around. Arr, I'm going to die. So the definition of the word, just to so, so we all know what we're talking about. Okay. A substance with an inherent property that tends to destroy life or impair health. 
That's the definition of poison. That's pretty straightforward. It's not really pulling any punches. Paracelsus, the father of toxicology, wrote, Everything is poison. There is poison in everything. Only the dose makes a thing not a poison. That's right. But we're not going to talk about everything. I just want to point out, (laughs) if he's the father of toxicology, that is the worst name you could ever give a child. (laughs) Paracelsus? Yeah. No, Paracelsus. Toxicology. Toxicology. (laughs) Oh, they named toxicology. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Uh, the origin of the word comes from a deadly potion from Old French poison, a drink which later became known as a potion or poisonous drink. From the Latin potienum, a drink. Now, here's something interesting if you play Dungeons & Dragons. Do okay. you know the monster, the Ettercap? Ettercap, yeah. It's like a spiderous humanoid? Yes. Okay. Uh, I learned that the Old English word for poison head is Ashercop. Oh. I don't so, know why you would call anyone a poison head. So Gary Gygax was doing his research. <laughs> he does his research. Yeah. yeah. And the phobia of uh, poison is iophobia or toxophobia. I, you know what? I don't even think that counts as a phobia. I think... Uh, That's what you much... say about everything. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're, de- we're dealing with things that you should be afraid of. Right. But what yeah. I'm guessing, though, is a phobia means an unreasonable fear, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, like you, okay. maybe you, you wouldn't drink anything you get without... Having a taster next year, right. yeah. <laughs> something like or, that. that would be or only a things in, in tamper-free uh, in tamper-free containers. Tamper-free containers. Which, yeah, which we might talk about later. Yeah. Let's differentiate from toxin and venom, shall we? Oh, okay. Right. What in is medicine, the I, yeah, well, I actually don't know the difference. This is fascinating stuff <laughs> because you might say that a bee is poisonous, but a bee okay. is venomous. Okay, so tell me why that is. Because in medicine and zoology, a poison is distinguished from a toxin and a venom. Toxins are poisons produced via some biological function in nature, and venoms are usually defined as biological toxins that are injected by a bite or a sting to cause their effects. While other poisons are generally defined as uh, substances which you can absorb through your gut or your skin or some other kind of you know mucus membrane. So it's really okay. just the delivery system that differentiates them all. Yeah, basically. Right. Right. Okay. Basically. That, that so seems fair. You, know. you know what? I mean, again, that, that seems to be a trend that we're seeing repeated over and over here. You know, in in all sorts of the other podcasts, it's not the the magma and lava. It's merely in in the volcano episode where it is, how it's delivered, where it is, the magma delivery system. The actual material is identical. Same stuff. It's just where you actually find it. uh, Meteor, meteoroid, meteorite. This is really interesting. Good callback. Learning things all over town here. (laughs) So continuing on with the in nature segment. Uh, you guys all know about the poison dart frog, which gets its name from the Amerindians using the toxic secretions. They basically rub, you know, they Put rub, their, the rub their arrows off on of it. The, uh, yeah. yeah, or vice versa. Yeah. <laughs> rub the frog on their arrows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for their blow darts, actually. So that this is one of the most, you know, most, they say that the golden poison frog has enough toxin on average to kill 10 to 20 men. Wow. And here's an interesting side note. The, the chemicals extracted from the skin of one of these guys, these little handsome frogs in Brazil. They are golden, after all. Some of them are. (laughs) (laughs) It's called the golden poison frog. Well, this I'm not sure if this is the same frog I'm talking about right now. Uh, Has been shown to have a... uh, You can use it as a painkiller that's 200 times as potent as morphine. Wow. Wow. But, but, unfortunately, demonstrated unacceptable gastrointestinal side effects. So, it's got... It it can be either the deadliest poison found in nature. Or the sweetest high. Or the sweetest (laughs) painkiller. They must obviously apply some sort of process to make it into a painkiller. I don't pretend to know the... Here's pharmacological sciences. Imagine being part of that test group. You know, they get volunteers <laughs> to, like, test out. It's like, we're going to give you... We've distilled First, it. we have to give you some pain. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to try these. And we're going to find the deadliest poison on the planet. We're going to make some sort of process to it. We're going to inject you with it. And it's going to be cure all your ills. We've got the thumb screws. And then yeah. we got the poison dart frog. The poison no, dart frog. No, I have a question about venom. this poison. So they, they, they put it on their, on their blow, blow darts. Yeah. And then they go hunting. Yeah. For something bigger. A sloth, they, let's say. Let's say a sloth. And, and the sloth gets hit and goes ah, and dies because of this poison. Yeah. Then they want to eat the sloth. Right. Doesn't it have poison in it? Yes, but I believe, I'm going from memory from a nature show now, uh-huh. that it's fine inside your stomach. Oh, okay. And, it's it may, be and there may be also something to do with the cooking process. I'm not oh, 100% okay. sure. That would make right. sense. The cooking would make sense, yeah. But I remember watching, they have super long blow darts. Right, and yeah. There's, and was like, there's a couscous up in a tree and... <laughs> And then, like, bam, falls in the ground. Instantly. Yeah. Toast. And, and now full of poison. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess Yum. talking about, like, poisonous animals, we could talk about the fugu fish and all the Japanese people Ooh. who die who die every year. Right. It's like an average of uh, six or seven. As seen on The Simpsons. Poison? Poison? Tasty fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, you know, the, I, I, I still, I, I'm not fascinated by a food that can kill me. You, know, and you don't want to try it? You don't want to say, give me, have, fugu me. It, it could be the best fish in the world. It could be laced with platinum. But if it had a chance of killing me, I wouldn't eat it. I, I just, would I, you eat some? Would you eat a uh, beef steak that was laced with platinum, sir? <laughs> May I inquire? Oh, absolutely! <laughs> if it was offered to me. All right. Little platinum yeah. flakes. I, I get as much. I, I get enough thrill out of just making eye contact with people on SkyTrain. I mean, that's enough <laughs> for me. The know, world's like, most woo! valuable poop. That's what that would be. That's why I would do it. Oh, okay. Platinum poo. Platinum poo. <laughs> Moving on to history. Are we done with the fugu fish? I thought that was. Oh, the... sorry. What else you got to say about the fugu? I've never had it. Neither have I, and I never will. There's six people a year die. I don't eat from fish generally, fish. so it's not going to happen. Yeah. Don't survival. Fate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm not rolling the dice. I don't have iophobia, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm not eating the why fugu. Why tempt fate? Yeah. Okay. The death cap mushroom. Death cap mushroom. I've it's, heard of this. It's. Uh, I, I mean, should it, know it. It's deadly. I, I'm sure it's not the deadliest plant or whatever. I just have an anecdotal story. I remember. Oh, good. I heard a story, it was out of Seattle, and this was years and years and years ago. I read about it in the paper. And there was a, uh, an Asian family uh, who had brought their very old grandmother over from China. And she was very much used to, in her little Chinese village, to wander out in the countryside and pick mushrooms. And uh, she was wandering along in Seattle after being a new arrival. And uh, she noticed all these mushrooms that looked exactly like shiitakes. Mm. On, or, or other tasty, savory mushrooms to be found in her little Chinese village. And she picked them, and she was cooking for the family that night. And she made some sort of delicious mushroom feast, mushroom-based sauce, I'm yeah. sure. And uh, so there was a husband and a wife and two young children and the grandmother, and they all ate this food. Uh, the husband woke up in the middle of the night with incredible stomach cramps yeah. and found that his entire family was in distress. And he right. rushed them all to the hospital. And everyone except for the daughter who didn't eat any of the, of right. the mushroom food because she's probably... Doesn't you know, like your grandma's cooking. Doesn't like your grandma's cooking. Yeah. And the father, because he was the largest of the bunch, they all perished. Oh. And the father went into full renal failure. Renal? Yeah, kidney failure, if you don't oh, really know what okay. renal failure is. Uh, went into full renal failure, now for a lifetime has to have dialysis, because grandma had picked the death cap mushroom instead of oh, the tasty, grandma. savory mushrooms you would find in China oh. that looked exactly like this mushroom. That's right. The death cap is responsible for the majority of fatal mushroom poisonings worldwide. Hence the name. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the happy lucky mushroom. It's the death cat mushroom. <laughs> but it looks just like the happy, it does look. happy yeah. lucky yeah. mushroom. There's a Hello Kitty mushroom that uh, looks identical <laughs> Every time I see one of my friends like pick a berry off a bush or whatever, I think it's of that like, story and I think of myself. That. You don't know what you're doing. You don't know what you're you're doing. out of touch with yeah. nature. Yeah, that's, Sucker. That's a, that could be a blackberry. Could be the death berry. You know, you <laughs> could never be the know. death cat berry. History. History. Socrates. 
Well, yeah. I mean, one of the uh, first recorded instances in Western civilization of a uh, poison-induced execution. Uh, a state-sponsored execution. The charge was... Uh, wasn't it uh, something like... Cannibalism. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> it was... Disrupting the youth of yeah, it was something, poisoning some, minds Oh, of like sedition or something uh, like that? No, I was on the tip of my tongue. It was um, perverting the youth of Greece. Yeah. Oh. Perverting the minds of the youth of Greece. Something along those lines. That was the official charge. And he was uh, he was sentenced to death by hemlock. Yeah. Corrupting the minds of the youth. Corrupting the That's minds That's the word we were youth. looking for. Now, this is wow. not the hemlock tree. This is a different... Plant. It's a it's a plant called water hemlock. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, evidently very poisonous. <laughs> Clearly. Took Socrates down, and of course Socrates never actually wrote anything himself. So the death of Socrates was recorded by a student, Plato. Right. Oh. And, and I didn't know this that this was a different plant. Like until we did the research for this show. Yeah. Because I, I had always thought that man, that we've tree. Got these, we've got these trees crazy. all over the place. They killed Socrates. <laughs> they killed Socrates. Yeah. At first, I was like, they must have chopped a tree down and landed on him. <laughs> But yes. no, evidently, <laughs> evidently, if you do executed something, by hemlock <laughs> they, crushing, they, they stand right there on the X. Don't move. <laughs> they made him drink the tree. What you want me to drink a tree? Yes, it's solid. Drink it, but I'll die. I perish. <laughs> Let's move to 1692, the Salem witchcraft trials. Okay, tell okay. me about the poison How's, involved in that. Yeah, that there is it. a fungus which infects rye and other cereals. Okay, it's called. I'll give you the scientific name: Claviceps purpurea, also known as Saint Anthony. Fire. That sounds a lot like it sounds too similar to potpourri. Well, then just think of it as St. Anthony's Fire. Uh-huh. So the poisoning is called ergot poisoning, E R G O T. I could be pronouncing that. Ergo. Ergo with a T on the end. When you get ergot poisoning, here are the symptoms convulsive spasms, seizures, hallucinations resembling those of LSD, uh, mania, psychosis. Now, if you're living in 1692, Salem, there's a batch of infected rye. Yeah. Right. Everyone's eating this bread. People are starting to have all they're these fall- symptoms. They're falling under the spell of a local witch. Exactly. And they just lash out at the one person who didn't get sick? No, they lash out at these people as being possessed by the devil. Oh, they're the witches. Yeah. The people who are having the hallucinations mm. and the... Uh, yeah, because oh, they're okay. all acting all crazy. Right, so right. So clearly they're possessed by the devil. I, 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 and I let the hangings the, begin. Yeah, this and is and the burnings. The burnings and the, and, this, oh, and the drownings. And the, the drownings, drown yes. A duck. And the thing is, we, we look back on this now as, oh, that's so ridiculous. Like, they just didn't know what it was, so they leapt to the conclusion, oh, it's the devil. People are doing this today. They're like, I don't know how it works, so therefore it's magic. I don't yeah, know how oh, it works because yeah. God did it. Absolutely. It's the exact same thing now as was happening back then. So that's just less six, frequently. Oh, I don't know. So that's my, 1692 anyway. That's what I got. My favorite part about okay. the drown, execution, executing a witch by drowning was that they would weight her down with stones and throw her into the water. And if she floated, she was a witch, and then yeah. they would burn her. And if she, and if drowned, she sank and drowned, she's not a witch. she was not a witch. Right. Damned so then, if you do and damned if you don't. Right. Yeah, it was, it was, you it just don't want to be on the block. It was much better to just compare her weight to that of a duck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like between a rock and a hard drowning. But the thing was, if you died from drowning, then you would get a good Christian burial. So it was all good. Yeah, absolutely. You wouldn't go to hell for being drowned and that's paramount. as a suspected witch. Shall we move to 1916, Grigory Rasputin? Yeah, they tried to poison that guy a bunch of times. Rah, rah, Rasputin. Lover of the Russian queen. <laughs> I know. There was a there cat. Was, really good. <laughs> really was gone. Really was gone. <sighs> he was the, uh, the spiritual advisor to the empress. And some people didn't like that. No. Several people didn't like that. A Russian nobles decided that uh, his influence over the Tsarina, Tsarina. as she's known, uh-huh. too dangerous for the empire. Yeah, well, he had an unnatural influence over 
her. So they said. So they invited over him to Prince Felix Yusupov's palace, and they served him cakes and some red wine. All laced with poison. All laced with cyanide, in fact. And he didn't die. Didn't die. Uh, Although he was served enough poison to kill ten men. So they say. He lived until morning, so they shot him, and they drowned him, and And they beat him, and they, yeah. yeah. And then then they... (laughs) they, Strangling. And then they ended up, I think they they tied him up in, like, a sack and threw him into the river. (laughs) they did. And and then uh, when they finally pulled his his corpse from the sack... This was three days later. Three days later, there there was some evidence that he had been, like, clawing at the inside of the sack I'm not sure about that. But his cause of death was determined to be drowning. Yes. So... Poison, yeah. meh. Rasputin Can't get away from drowning, though. Knew something about the cyanide. I thought it was the bullet hole through his forehead that, that did it. Yeah, they shot him in the head as well. Yeah. Did they? No. Yeah. <laughs> no. But the, yes, they shot him in the head as well. And he's fine. And they still called the official death by drowning. Well, well, maybe he drowned and then they pulled him out and then said, just to make sure. Blam! Something I like to tell all my boys. Always <laughs> put one in the brain. You've seen Miller's Crossing. Of course. <laughs> of course. So the greatest of all the oh, Coen Brothers movies. I would, yeah. I would agree. So yeah. here's something that I learned uh, from the Poisoner's Handbook. Oh, Torny, the Poisoner's dog. Handbook? What, what is that? It's a book. Oh, wow. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. Nice. About poison. Okay. Well, uh, who I don't it? think I have that information uh, in front of me. I learned that in 1926 during Prohibition, mm-hmm. let me set the scene. Okay. Briefly. Yep. Prohibition. No booze allowed. All right. Boozeless. But, but just prior to this, in, well, in 1906, the U.S. government took grain alcohol, which is industrial alcohol, and they mixed in some chemicals so that it's, you know, quote-unquote, unpotable, not drinkable. Uh-huh. They did this for manufacturers who wanted to avoid the taxes levied on potable spirits. Okay. This this alcohol is still around. This industrial alcohol is still around during Prohibition. Okay. So the, what do they call them, the booze guys... They try and get the the poison, criminal syndicates try and get the the, the poison out of they it. They would go into in these industrial places, steal all the alcohol, and sell it. Right, they, and they didn't try and get the poisons out of it. They no, no, just sell poisonous alcohol. That's ah, it's minor, right? So the government, seeing this happening, saying minor, screw that. We're going to start putting more chemicals into these. You know, screw them. If they're going to if they're going to drink alcohol purposes. illegally, yeah. We're going to make, it super, make it super poisonous. So they put in some mercury, some methyl alcohol, some benzene. 10,000 people die. Crazy. Yeah. I'm not sure over the course of how long, but there's definitely this period in between like Christmas and New Year's Eve where people are just like stumbling out into the streets. Dropping like flies. Going to the hospitals and they're all dying of the same thing. So yeah. So uh, How does the Poisoner's Handbook factor into this? Uh, that's where this information comes from. Oh, this oh, author the did. Poisoner a, this author book. did all her research, and that's how I came by this information. Ah, Deborah Bloom. Yes, okay. that's her exactly. Yep. So I recommend that book. Haven't well. read it, but I got this information. <laughs> it was from obviously it. written post prohibition. Oh yeah, oh yeah, okay. it's recent. So yeah, so the U.S. government, one of the uh, biggest poisoners. biggest poisoners in the history uh, in the history in the history of illegal alcohol. What a surprise. I remember something very recently about some Ukrainian politician that got poisoned. Wait, that's too soon. Oh, are we not there yet? We'll come back to that because we've got to talk about Alan Turing. Who's Alan Turing, Joe? You know. Uh, Alan Turing is the, uh, they call him the father of modern computing or... or uh, father he, of computer science, father, I think. Yeah, father Something of computer like science. I, boy, I really would hate to get this Sure, wrong. whatever. Brilliant, brilliant math. It's not a black and white distinction. It's not on and off. No. Sorry. <laughs> Brilliant mathematician it's helped, not a helped a crack zero. the German Enigma code. If you had to find one man for winning of World War II, by, Alan by Turing, the good guys who was also happened to be homosexual. Yeah, which was a crime in England at the time, mm-hmm. and he was sentenced to be uh, 
chemically castrated, and I think he may have even served some prison time, was depressed because of all of this and, you know, not allowed to love the person he was allowed to love. Right. And, and he, yeah, he, uh, he was placed on probation and required to undergo hormone therapy. There, hormone means. therapy, okay, not chemical castration. Means. It, pro- probably about the same thing. <laughs> okay, sure. And is that what poisoned him? No. no. The, they found him dead of cyanide poisoning and there was an apple uh, with a bite out of it next to him. Nobody bothered testing the apple, but the theory is that he coated it with cyanide because one of his favorite... Uh, fairy tales was Snow White, uh, uh, and then really? and then uh-huh. ate it uh, himself uh, to commit suicide. But also, he uh, apparently he wanted to give his mother a way of thinking that it was murder so, because she he didn't want her to feel bad. This is all theory, of course, oh. right? Because there um, was no suicide note. There was no suicide note. There's just a guy dead. His mother you know. cl- his mother claims he was murdered by somebody doing this, and other people think, well, he was really really depressed, and his country that he saved from domination by Nazi Germany. Decided that he wasn't allowed to love the person he was. They, you know, they, he ended they had, up loving. They had collectively turned their backs and on said, him. And not hell in with a, you, and not in a good way. Oh, it's just awful. It's just yeah. Saved our country. Hormone therapy for you. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Out Thank, of the bathhouse hey, into the jailhouse. Thanks, thanks for saving us from Nazi oppression. Uh, you want to kiss a boy? No, no, can't. Do That's that. not the ideals upon which this country That's was founded. Right. Po- poison apple for you. Well, I guess some so oh, a little so, okay. good news follow up is that they did very recently. Uh, the government of England uh, apologized oh. officially to uh, Alan Turing for the way he was treated. To Alan Turing or to his family? To his, Alan Turing to a computer? To his estate? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know to whom it was directed. It was just it was an official kind apology. Of, kind of cool of them the for, for them to go. Yes, this was wrong, and as the current government, we want to apologize for the way that we treated him and mm-hmm. want to make sure it's not going to happen again. I mean, come on, only 60 years later, but whatever. 1962, Agent Orange. Tetrachlorodibenzodioxin. Okay. This is one of the, <laughs> the contaminants in Agent Orange, which was a herbicide slash defoliant yeah. used in the Vietnam War. Some soldiers, didn't they come back complaining of uh, sort of after Oh, yeah, there are like lots of American soldiers that came back with effects of... Uh, like, what, what would the effects be? Um, I saw some pictures on the internet, not so nice. <laughs> like a physical deformation? Well, or? there were there were 4.8 million Vietnamese people were exposed, and there were 400,000 deaths and disabilities. What, so, what does that mean, though? Uh, well, 500,000 children were born with birth defects. Does that count for something? Oh, yeah, there you go. Now we're talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, lots of birth defects, uh, lots of cancers, uh, especially of the lungs and larynx and prostate. Yeah, I knew there was, like, lots of respiratory issues with it. Like, right now, we got a lot of talk about Gulf War Syndrome, the guys coming back, yeah. which uh, Gulf War Syndrome doesn't have a ton of evidence behind it. There's certainly something there, certainly something to investigate. They don't know what the cause is exactly. There's thoughts and theories. Yeah. But Agent Orange is... Very definitely what it well, was. I mean, because well they were able to, and they were able to, to cross-reference where they sprayed Agent Orange and which soldiers were there and which groups of soldiers had higher prevalence of cancer and stuff like that. And one thing I learned from uh, Stuff You Missed in History Class, which is another excellent podcast for those who enjoy podcasts, and I assume you are one of them if you're listening to this now, uh, <laughs> is that the scientist who created this, this defoliant, he was originally trying to create something that would promote growth. Oh, he was originally looking for something to something that would stimulate. Make, you know, like in the cartoons. Fertilizer. You, yeah, well, kind of, yeah. So you okay. get giant tomatoes or whatever. Right. And he ended up creating this terrible defoliant. Basically. But that causes... And then, and then the government said, oh, great. We can use this Let's to... spray it on the jungle. Yeah, spray it on the jungle, get rid of all the trees so we can see where the enemy is. Yeah, that was a major problem because yeah. they were so good at... The, the Vietnamese were so good at hiding it's amazing. in these dense jungles. And it's they said, let's many, just get rid of the jungles. It's amazing how many people go out to invent something and invent the exact opposite thing. Isn't it just? <laughs> like that antidepressant that became an anti-smoking pill and that 
and that heart medicine that became a boner pill. Right. Yeah. And yes, you. Uh, yes, there were. Well, there was such a thing as uh, Agent Pink and Agent Purple and Agent yeah. Green. That, that. The, the rainbow herbicides. Exactly. Uh, what else? What else do we have on our historical march through poison? Throughout well, history? moving on from 1962, 1978 is, of course, the Jonestown Jonestown uh, cyanide poisoning. Drink the Kool Aid. Yeah. Drink the, Kool-Aid. The, the source right. of well, here's the, the thing. Kool-Aid, yeah. It was called Flavor Aid. Okay. This, okay. this is the official. This is the actual brand. It okay. wasn't Kool Aid. It wasn't Kool Aid. Not to flavor-aid. give Kool Aid a bad rap, you know, because right. yeah. we all love. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, who doesn't love a good oh yeah? Yeah, exactly. The Kool Aid drinking was actually a, a test. There was no poison in the Kool Aid. A test of loyalty. A test of loyalty. Right. He told them there was poison in the yeah. Kool Aid, and he wasn't. told them to drink it. So it was kind of like a, a rehearsal. Well, so and, to where, speak. and where was the poison? It was cyanide in in the Flavor Aid. Oh, so he did it to them once without poison, and then one day he just jacked it with poison. Well, towards the end of this whole episode, and this and this this is a huge story. You know, there we're not yeah. going to go into all the details. But when the you know the last night, this is in Guyana. Our, our good friends in Guyana. We seem right. to have mentioned them in every podcast. He had a syringe, a needleless syringe. So okay. he, rather than drinking the Kool Aid, he just sprayed it, sprayed it into pumped it mouths. into people's mouths. Okay. Um, mothers with babies would have their babies get the poison first, and then they'd take it. it took about five minutes to die, and uh, there wasn't. It wasn't exactly clear whether or not this was another rehearsal or not. Right. Right. So right. some of the people may not. It may have been may- expecting. Oh, this is just another loyalty test. Right. When in fact it wasn't. There were nine hundred and nine. People who died from casualties. the from the uh, the People's Temple. What's his name? Jonesy, Jason Jones, Jason Jones, Jones? John Jones, John Jones, the Martian Manhunter. Was it Jason Jones <laughs> is the uh, the Daily Show correspondent? Uh, yeah, John Jones is the uh, is the, the Martian, cult Jim Jones. Jim Jones. <laughs> John Jones is the Martian Manhunter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I get confused. John Jones, Martian Manhunter. Jason Jones, Daily Show correspondent. Jim Jones, cult leader, <laughs> cult and mass, mass murderer. Mass, mass murderer. Yeah. Anybody who's uh, you know alive and, and uh, a semi-human being, I'm alive. I'm semi-human. Uh, in 1982, probably remembers this in uh, Chicago, Illinois. A bunch of people just started. Uh, a few people died of uh, what people didn't. They didn't know it was causing it. A young girl, 12-year-old Mary Kellerman, died uh, after taking a capsule of extra-strength Tylenol. Mm-hmm. And another guy died in hospital uh, a little while later after that, uh, named Adam Janis. Um, and here's what's really sad: uh, they didn't know what caused this poisoning. They didn't know what the person died. That either of these people died from right away. Adam's brother uh, Stanley and his sister-in-law Teresa went to mourn his death and had a headache or felt bad, so they also took some Tylenol from also the, the same too. cap from the same oh. bottle, and they both died as well. Oh. Not on the spot, though. Not at the funeral. Ugh. It doesn't say at the funeral, no. And a few other people died. I think the total death toll was seven deaths, and uh, they found that these tampered bottles all came from different factories. Uh, there's a massive uh, investigation. It was across the news uh, all over did, the did world. They ever, did they ever catch anybody? Did they anybody did not. Uh, they had a few suspects. But it's gone officially and, uh, unsolved. It has gone unsolved. Uh, it only happened the one time. And as I said, they all came from different factories so that they knew it wasn't some kind of contamination in a factory, right. uh, some kind of mistake in their process. After a little while, they found it was all capsules. So what the theory was was that somebody was going into different drugstores in Chicago, buying these uh, or stealing bottles. bottles going home, opening up the capsules, putting in cyanide, putting them back in, and then putting them, sneaking in and putting them back up on the shelves. So this so is, go this is so why some we, sick bastard does this. So this is why we can thank this particular episode for all those tamper-proof bottles. This is exactly what happened. Uh, 
it's kind of actually nice to hear the reaction that Johnson & Johnson had after this compared to a lot of the, the cover-ups and things that we hear of uh, nowadays and, and the deflecting of, of, uh, of, blame. Problem, of blame and the trying to hush it down to, to keep away the bad publicity. Johnson & Johnson immediately uh, recalled all Tylenol from the shelves, put out warnings to everybody. There, there were actually cars in the streets with speakers on the roofs warning people wow. to get rid of their Tylenol. They launched a massive investigation. They've offered a $100,000 reward for information leading to the arrest of the person responsible. Hmm. They immediately worked with other companies to come up with tamper-proof bottles. Once it was found out that it was only capsules that had been that had been poisoned, they offered a uh, return policy where you could bring in your bottle of Tylenol capsules, capsules right. and you would get a bottle of Tylenol pills instead. And uh, they they actually got it's it's kind of nice to hear that when they do the right thing, you know, they they immediately take uh, take steps and take yeah. as much as much responsibility as they need to, right? Yeah. I mean, they didn't do anything; it's just their product had this happen. But nowadays, a lot would try to hush it up. Oh, we would just let's just get them off the shelves and keep it quiet. We won't, won't bad publicity. Um, but they were very open with it, tried to deal with it as quickly as possible. Sure, Tylenol sales plummeted, but within a year, they were selling more Tylenol than they had before this incident. And the reason was because the, the public appreciated the response they had. They appreciated the uh, emphasis on safety, uh, and they paid the company back for doing the right thing. Well, I'm sure hmm. everybody probably figured that Tylenol would now be the safest stuff to buy because yeah, exactly. they would uh, be going completely over the moon and back to make That's sure right. that this didn't happen again. But unsolved still. So if anybody has any information regarding the 1982 <laughs> Chicago Tylenol tampering case, feel free to contact us at info at causticsodapodcast.com, <laughs> and uh, we'll alert the proper authorities. What about the Bhopal disaster? Bhopal. Well, this is, uh, I mean, uh, again. Uh, 1984. Any, anybody who uh, was sort of alive in that era has to remember. I don't remember it at all. Wow, that is shocking. It was big news for years afterwards because people kept feeling the after effects of this. There was a, uh, a chemical plant, a pesticide, pesticide plant yeah. in Bhopal, India, owned by Union Carbide. And there was, a, uh, there was an industrial accident in their processing portion of the plant, which released enough toxic gas to kill nearly 4,000 people immediately. Those are the official numbers, and the unofficial numbers right. climb up into the fifteen to 20,000 right. person range. And so, But the exposure was like 500,000 people were exposed by, absolutely. by this stuff. Absolutely. Hundreds of thousands of people were exposed. And, and there was a hospital that was built just to deal with people wow. with the long-term effects of this. There was a uh, $50 million fund set up after the inevitable court case. Uh, in order to compensate the victims and all the rest of that stuff. Although there's a lot of criticism amongst, you know, the the townspeople and what about the Indian government getting in between yeah. the people and the U.S. company that is like paid the settlement. But well, uh, I I remember reading about how there was, you know, the, this is the fault of the company and then well, they, there was, they had failed safety inspections previous to this. There's there's kind of two stuff. theories. There's two theories. There's the the uh, what has become the accepted storyline right. is that there was a, a number of failed safety inspections and whatnot. And in fact, one of the uh, this will be interesting for my uh, my co-creators of the Caustic Soda podcast. Uh, one of the major pieces of safety equipment that uh, failed five months previous to the incident mm -hmm. and was never repaired in time was the vent gas scrubber, Ooh. which would have uh, taken a lot of the toxic 
elements yeah. out of the uh, venting process and would have okay. saved a, a lot of its lives. And the uh, the chemical ingredient in the vent gas scrubber, which would have saved possibly tens of thousands of lives, what was it? Was caustic soda. Caustic lie. Soda. Good old lie. Because I'm morbid, can I go through the um, effects of the exposure to the, to this uh, methyl iocyanate, isocyanate yes, and whatnot? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Vomiting, severe eye irritation, feeling of suffocation. Interestingly enough, owing to their height, children and other people of shorter stature inhaled higher concentrations. Oh, because it like so stuck low to the ground. Yeah, it settled. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, within a few days, leaves on trees yellowed and fell off. Supplies, including food, became scarce, of course. The acute symptoms were burning in the respiratory tract and eyes. Blepharospasm. 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 Do you, I, I looked this up when I, when I read the word. It's when it's basically when your eyes shut and you can't open them. Oh, marvelous! Yeah, so it's, it's not blindness, but it's effectively blindness. Blindness. Yeah, unless you remove your eyelids. Yeah, breathlessness, stomach pains, vomiting, uh, and the stillbirth rate uh, increased by up to three hundred percent. The company itself still claims that the secondary theory of the accident that they adhere to. What was the secondary theory? Is a sabotage. Oh. That a, there was a disgruntled employee. Who sabotaged the chemical process? That's a hell of a sabotage. That added uh, that they they hooked a water hose up to the chemical tank that they knew would create a reaction that would create uh, this poison gas, and, mm. and that that's why they shouldn't be found culpable or responsible for for the accident. But well, I'm sorry, several courts. You're responsible have, for making sure people don't do that. It, I, I, you know, I mean, when you have thousands upon thousands of people perish in an industrial accident, pointing the finger at an, at a, a, a phantom saboteur that right. was never caught. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't hold a lot of water, and I didn't mean that yeah. in a pun way. doesn't hold a lot of caustic soda. doesn't hold a lot of caustic <laughs> soda, certainly not with this crowd. So uh, Victor Yushchenko, people probably heard a little bit about this, probably have seen the guy. He's, there's a lot of pictures of him online. It is, uh, it is a Yushchenko, shocking. Uh, Victor Yushchenko was running for president of, uh, of Ukraine uh, in 2004, and uh, it was a very bitter and violent uh, campaign. Uh, he couldn't uh, get much time on TV because... Uh, the government controlled all the TV channels, so he was just uh, doing a lot of face-to-face yeah, with people. And he was uh, he was sort of one of the moderate candidates, where the other candidates were sort of were backed by the Russians. Yeah, I, I think I heard something along those lines in the course of it. He uh, ended up having to go to hospital and was diagnosed with acute pancreatitis, with a f- few other things, including a viral infection and chemical substances not normally found in food products. They and uh, he claimed that he had been poisoned by government agents. I do the remember. The first remember. response was, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, right, whatever. But then they had toxicologists, toxicologists come in and, and do uh, analyses on him. And uh, he was suffering from dioxin poisoning. More uh, precisely, uh, TCDD dioxin, which is, okay, let's see if I can do this. 2378-tetrachlorodibenzodioxin. Wow. Uh, which is the most potent compound hey, in the series. Hey, that's an Agent Orange. And it and became known as cont- a can- contaminant in Agent Orange. Wow. So they fed him Agent Orange to poison right. him. So they figured out uh, that he Wait, had ingested so hold on, that. Hold on. A government agent gave him Agent, agent Orange. Orange. Yeah. Government Agent Orange. Government Agent Orange. And yeah, he had 1,000 times the usual concentration in his body. Because as, as we pointed out early on, everything's poison. Right. It's just, just a matter, matter of degrees. A matter of degrees, how much you have in your body. Except for bubble tea. And he, uh, never had too much of that. Now, the thing, the thing that most people will know about this story, tea. what most people know about this story is that he suffered very badly from what's called chloracne, uh, which is uh, outbreaks of, of blackheads and pustules and things on his face. Chloracne. And he went from being a very handsome, distinguished-looking politician to a to very pockmarked-faced, yeah. It is really 
terrifying. He was a pretty boy. Like he really was a you, – you'd yeah. think he was a good-looking politician who never had to do any work in his life because he was a good-looking guy. He was a Ukrainian and, JFK. Yeah, he really was. And, and the chloracne came along and now he had to work for a living. Uh, now he's, now yeah. he's a Ukrainian but, Nixon. But of course he, he did get quite a bit of uh, publicity out of this. Right, sure. Ended did, up being elected. Yeah, he president. ended up winning the election. I, oh, mean, yeah. I think that's an automatic pass. I don't even think you hold the election. When you get poisoned – by the, the oppos- by the by opposing the opposition, party, yeah. By the opposing party, when they try and poison you, you automatically chloracne or no. Yeah, chloracne or no, you're slotted you're right in. in. I think that's a that that should go in the constitution. Tiny bubbles in the wine make me happy. Caustic Soda, the podcast. Talking about pop culture. Poison pop culture. Lots of peas. Lots of fairy tales. Have yep. poison. Sleeping Beauty. All that kind of stuff. We, I mean, we did uh, mention Sleeping Beauty in the... Sleeping Booty. Sleeping Booty. Sleeping Booty. I <laughs> love that That's coming out porn. next year. We did. We did <laughs> yeah. That's intended for an urban audience. Yeah. Uh, Sleeping Beauty, we mentioned We mentioned briefly in the first half with our Alan Turing, Alan Turing yeah. Poison Apple. The Poison Apple. Whether it was like... murder or... A witch. Suicide. Could have been a witch. Could have been a witch gave him that poison apple. <laughs> and the thing <laughs> is, he would have been woken so up. Because so beautiful. He would have been woken up if they let his boyfriend kiss him. Comic book uh, references that anybody can think of? We've the Batman villain Poison Ivy. Ah, yeah. uh, it's right in the title. Poison the deadly, is. The deadly kiss of not Poison Ivy. Com- not only does she control plants, which can be poisonous. Yes. But she can also, uh, at least in the comics, secrete poison from her body, which she normally does through her lips when she gives you a deadly kiss. Oh, oh deadly yeah. kiss. It's both, it gives and it takes at the same time. That's a hard call because she's a hot redhead. Yeah, and, red is my favorite color. She's fictional. <laughs> Oh, yeah, so it'd be safe. Oh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it'd be okay to kiss the cartoon. A fake, I, a fake girl can't kill you. <laughs> all my Batman comics are all bent. <laughs> For lack of a oh, my goodness. <laughs> worse word. Oh, we're not going to start talking about sticky pages, are we? The REM song, Orange Crush. Oh, yeah? What that's about, about it? That's about Agent Orange, isn't that's it? A, it's not about a delicious soda? Apparently, he was a guest on the late night, uh, Michael Stipe, the lead singer, was a guest on the late night show, Last Call with Carson Daly. Okay. He explained that the song is about a young American football player leaving the comforts of home for the war in Vietnam. Ah. There certainly is uh, There's some samples of like some uh, soldier marching sounds mm. in that song. Ha ha, you fool! You fell victim to one of the classic blunders. The most famous is never get involved in a land war in Asia. But only slightly less well-known is this. Never go in against a Sicilian when death is on the line. Ha 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 ha! 
Princess Bride. Oh. One of the greatest Iocane scenes. Iocane powder. Iocane powder. Gra- I'd bet my life on it. <laughs> one of the greatest scenes in cinema history. I know. So good. You know that Rob Reiner knew that the guy saying it was Iocane powder later on after they had said it was colorless and odorless yeah. and <laughs> dissolves in cyanide liquid. And he sniffs it and then goes, Iocane powder. I'd bet my life on it. I love that. From Australia. He, it's for right. little things. Which is a place. Is it real? It's not a real thing. Iocane? No. No. I'm sure it's not real. While we're on that topic, what is cyanide? Well, it's a chemical compound that contains the cyano group. Cyano group? Yeah. The cyano group is, uh, is a carbon and a uh, nitrogen atom. So where uh, does it come from? Together. Is it like artificial or does it come from a plant or what? Cyanide is anything that's got like a, a CN in it. Uh, with a it, certain bond, I believe. Oh, I wish my wife was here. It, she, it she smells like almonds. I know that. So maybe it's almond related. Here's the thing. Lots of things have carbon and nitrogen in them and are therefore cyanide. Cyanide is not one thing. It's a, oh, okay. it's a bunch of different types of chemicals. Anyway, the whole, the whole part of, of cyanide as a poison is that it breaks down into uh, CN minus which is uh, an ion, right? So it's got a negative charge, it's carbon, right. and a nitrogen is negatively charged. That breakdown into CN is highly toxic to, toxic to animals. So you'll have this compound that will be uh, CH3CN, uh, which is acetonitrile, wow, uh, which is also known as methyl cyanide. And in your body, that'll break down into the CN minus, and I'm guessing CH3 or... Maybe that bonds with something else and forms some other compound. And that, that CN- minus goes around in your body and starts picking up other things because it's, it's the ion and wants to get a positive charge. Now I'm just guessing, but okay. it wrecks you is what it does. It wow. totally wrecks you, man. <laughs> other movies besides Princess Bride? Uh, a movie I saw back in the mid-'90s, somewhere in that ballpark, called The Young Poisoner's Handbook. Oh. So I don't know if it's derivative of uh, your Poisoner's no, Handbook. Not. Or maybe the Poisoner's Handbook you were talking about is derivative of this. But basically the plot of this movie is, and it's excellent, I think. Everyone should run out and see it. I, I mean, I, it's an English movie, so I don't even know. 10 out of 10? 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10. Wow. Uh, I don't even know if it's possible for people to run out and find it, because it was uh, not widely distributed. I saw it at the Ridge, hmm. second-run theater. It's this, a true story about a young man. He had a curiosity about poisons, so began secretly poisoning his family. And keeping a diary about it. And that was, he entitled, The Young Poisoner's Handbook. And that's the title of the film. Oh. Yeah, it's based on a true story that there was a young gentleman who actually did this to his family. I don't want to give any of the plot points away, but when he was finally caught, this book of his was the chief prosecutorial evidence against him. Uh, it's an excellent film, and I don't want to give anything away. When did so, it come out? 1995. 6.9 6. out of 10 on IMDb. Almost watchable. It's almost watchable. Uh, I would rate it oh, much higher than 9 6. out of 10, 9. in fact. Uh, I would rate it much higher than 6.9. I don't know who would vote, vote it less than that. Maybe people who found the, uh, the subject matter distasteful. Maybe it's not the quality of the film that people are voting against. They're voting against the main character, poisoning his own family. They're just philosophically opposed to the subject matter. They're philosophically opposed <laughs> to the subject matter. And that, that's why they're voting against well, it. Well, that's, that's the problem I have with IMDb. It's whereas a bunch of when you go to don't know how Rotten to Tomatoes, movies, you probably. generally get actual critics. Uh, so, 83% on Rotten Tomatoes. There, there you, go. you go. There you go. Yeah, a quality film. Well worth watching. Now, how about another film? I actually haven't seen it, but I know all about it because I think the trailers that I saw and the friends of mine who saw it, it was so awesome, is Crank. Now, doesn't ah. that involve poison? And he's gotta keep adrenaline going yeah, in his heart you know, or something i have you seen this movie i have seen this movie i haven't seen it since it came out well, but it was like what two years ago no no that was crank 2 oh crank 2 came out crank like came out in 2006 summer. but i i do recall i believe it was some sort of secret chinese poison 
that he was in. It's a well, the Chinese do it. Yeah, it's a synthetic drug which inhibits the flow of adrenaline from the adrenal glands, slowing the heart and eventually killing the victim. Yeah, there you go. So, oh, so he can't slow his heart down. Yeah, the, the drug so, is trying to slow his heart down. No, the drug is he uh, has to amp it up. The drug is re- is uh, retarding his uh, adrenal output, which will eventually <laughs> stop his heart. So he actually has to jack up on adrenaline. Right. It's basically speed plus DOA all wrapped into one. DOA the band? No, well DOA the movie. DOA the original movie that. where well you know how in speed they can't slow the bus down. Yes, I know speed. Which, speed he, I know. Right, but in this he can't slow himself down. Right. He yeah. has to be constantly full of adrenaline and crazy in order to okay. not die. And uh, yeah, and yeah. all the while he's hunting the he's trying to track down the it's, people it's, who poisoned it's, him. The, the it's a really a revenge movie because he just wants to live long enough to kill everybody who wronged him by poisoning okay. him in this because he can't go on with the rest of his life. No, doing this absolutely. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> he's on a clock. Let's say. And actually, this whole discussion actually now reminds me of the classic movie DOA noir film seen it. from the fifties called. You're on your own. There have been like three go. remakes of it. It's called DOA, and uh, he's poisoned, and he has twenty four hours to live. Oh, okay. So he is out to find out who poisoned him. Oh, okay. And right. uh, get uh, yeah. bring the person who's killed him to justice right before he dies. It is kind of a classic storyline, but I've never actually seen the movie. But I know of the concept. There have been many remakes. Right. There was a uh, there was a remake in the eighties, and I think there was even a remake in the nineties. And you would rate those films as? I don't think I ever saw any of the remakes. <laughs> what about uh, the first one? First one. Nine out of ten. I think it would easily reach. I'm beginning out of 10. to lose faith in your yeah. rating system. Oh no no no! no you, <laughs> the only thing is, I'm talking about great films. Oh, I see. You know, I mean, uh, I'm, you're not bringing in the crap ones. I'm not. I'm not bringing the crap to the table. I certainly would not give Crank a nine out of ten. Okay, fair enough. Crank would be like a five point five. Whoa. Yeah, right. Crank has like two or three entertaining scenes, but overall, the film is pretty deplorable. All right. No, I think... Uh, Are you okay, Torn? I, I think he's been poisoned. Uh, Sitting yeah. down for a while. <laughs> Torn had to adjust yeah, rather precipitously. I'm not sure I used that word correctly. <laughs> no, it means rain. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that's precipitationously. Thanks for listening to Caustic Soda, everyone. Come back in one week. Or when we'll else. When we'll be discussing something else of the gruesome and macabre variety. Caustic Soda. Podcast poison. It's poison for your brain.